to this edition. <laughs> um, all right. Well, <laughs> welcome to Tower After Hours, your digital marketing podcast. I'm here. I'm Amanda. Um, we're with Kate today and Hello. Nora. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll just get right into it. Um, Kate, do you want to start with your um, oh so great? I have a topic. wonderful edition today. Okay. Um, the title of my article is four reasons why rapper Nicki Minaj should manage your brand. Amazing. So all the haters can just leave the room now. All because haters can hate. It's going to be a good good couple, couple minutes here. Um, so a little backstory on why I picked this. I uh, love Nicki Minaj. I kind of am a big fangirl of Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. So in college, I just wanted to be her. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't want to tell my mom that information. Uh, Does your mom like Nicki Minaj? No. She's heard a few of her songs. But, yeah. Um, My mom... She does not like Nicki Minaj. Got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I still have a lot of them. Um, Did you have the colorful wigs? Yes. Uh, So, one year for Halloween, I actually dressed up as Nicki Minaj, and I had her How did it go? It was good. Can I put a picture up <laughs> on this post? I actually looked for it. I couldn't find it. I do still have all the CDs, though. I have back. I have background questions. Um, what's your favorite thing about Nicki Minaj? Uh, her sass. What is your favorite thing she has ever said? Hmm. Well, let's see. Probably one of these three things. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if you can hear that at mm-hmm. home, but mm-hmm. yeah, and maybe this one. Oh. <laughs> No, they're not actual words or things she said or sang, but they are pieces of each of her songs. So got it. Got they it. are throughout every song she's ever sung, uh, mainly grunting. <laughs> but anyways, I this... have a good addition, real quick. Okay, okay. She said, "I don't need to Google myself." <laughs> End quote. <laughs> so yeah, I was Nicki Minaj one year. Um, I really yes. liked uh, high heels. I think we all mm-hmm. went through that stage in college, mm-hmm. but um, she's still rocking them. So, yep. on to the article. I took a few notes here. That's all we ever So, needed. the top four things on why you should make Nicki Minaj your next brand specialist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing in that article talks about um, developing a strong brand identity. Um, and in the little ex- explanation, it talks about being both signature and versatile and consistent. Um, so, Nicki Minaj's signature brand for herself is obviously Nora said about her wig so it mm. changes color it's bright pink or bright green or it's multicolored. um I think my Halloween costume was the blonde one that had pink and green all things. of it so nice. I tried to encompass the whole thing of course high heels are another big thing and her clothing um I think she actually has a line now too cool. mm-hmm. um so I was trying to incorporate that with tower and our mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. Um, what is something that we do to have strong brand identity, and obviously our tower green color is everywhere, um, and then of course our logo too. It's changed a little yeah. over time, but it's kind of stay consistent. So you need to come in this Halloween. <laughs> Gosh, no. Dressed as the tower version of Nicki Minaj. Ugh. And I need to get a green wig. Yes, green wig. Actually, it all pertains. So open house costume. Yes. Oh my god. That would be bad. <laughs> Here's how um, I feel about this. Young money. <laughs> I'm not young anymore, so I won't be wearing heels. But okay, this is a really, <laughs> really si- a very big sidebar. But have you ever heard of the um, 
technology where you can record yourself and it will transform it into Nicki Minaj's voice. Like a synthesizer? Something, something? like that. No. So you really could be oh my Nicki Minaj. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm pretty good at rapping, actually. Okay. So well, it's done. That sounds like fun and I need to know what that app is called. Yes. Um, so back to the article. The second thing that was on that list um, was how to build partnerships and effectively borrow brand equity. So a really big thing in Nikki's career back in like 2010, let's tell you how old the article is, um, she partnered with so many big names before she was actually big and that's kind of how she got her fame. So in 2010, right before Pink Friday, which is one of her biggest albums out there, um, <laughs> she was already on the top 100 Billboard hits six times before her new album even came out because she had already partnered with so many and a couple of those songs see if you guys know what they are yes um trey songs bottoms up yes so that was out already um check it out by will i am yes so she's already on check. there um sean kingston dutty love or letting go stop it yes it was at my wedding we played it <laughs> <laughs> so she was already on the top 100 yeah of the billboard hits and then she released her album and she just catapulted from there what an idol so, nice. I was trying to think, you know, as a marketing agency, how do you do that? So you partner with people who have specialties outside of your own to kind of build on your own brand. Um, number three was utilize social media to breed brand evangelists. So, of course, you have lifestyle people that have just a following. Um, so you want to engage your followers constantly through Twitter, through Facebook, through Instagram, through stories on Instagram. Um, Nikki retweets her fans, who she calls Barbies. Um, so if you're a Nikki fan, you're in a group called Barbies. Um, one example of how successful her social media has been, um, Pink Friday, which we already talked about, it released back in October of 2010. Um, she went to Twitter and said, hey Barbies, please go pre-order my album on Amazon. And it went from number 504 on the top list to number four. Right wow. So it was kind of immediate. Um, so cool. that tells you how strong followers can be when it comes to social media. Um, Tower does sort of the same things. Obviously we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have LinkedIn, we have blogs, we have this mm -hmm. really awesome podcast that we're on right now. So that like is Like and how, subscribe and read. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Shameless the, plug. <laughs> Shout out to the Tower Barbies. Um, so number four, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, she's like, no, I will not. Be <laughs> um, number four is sell the brand, not the product. Um, and in the article, it kind of talks about how Nikki is, yes, she's a musician, but she's also creating um, a lifestyle for people. Mm -hmm. um, and she's also first and foremost a businesswoman. So on top of being a musician, she also has a Mac Cosmetics line. She has something to do with One Eight Hundred Flowers. Um, and there's a nail polish, I believe, with her name on it, mm -hmm. um, and lots and lots of other things. So, I think that's a good point to make. You said sell the brand, not the product, and that's something that I think a lot of companies miss out on. Mm -hmm. um, but we try to force. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of brand awareness things, and that's why we do brand awareness social media ads because if you don't believe in the brand, a lot of people won't believe in your products right yeah and I was I was kind of trying to think of how this pertained to tower in general um, and our company and our brand and I was looking at 
a proposal and I thought it was really cool how um, before we try and sell the product, sell the service that we have here, um, which is a lot, um, we try and sell the homemade feature of that and the yeah. experience that you get with working with Tower. And I think right. that says a lot more than the actual Agreed. end result. I think it's more about how you get there. Agreed. Yeah. And that was me. Wow. And can you end on a... On a high note? Yep. Yes. Oh. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll put that away until another... Let's all give our best. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Get it. Oh. <laughs> Transitioning into a completely different subject, I'm going to talk about um, hard seltzer, which I have just recently been to a bachelorette party, and we all brought our own um, wine, spirits, and alcohol, and a lot of those people that were at this party had some brand of hard seltzer, and my question is... When the heck did a hard seltzer become such a big thing? And did I miss the marketing? Like, there, was there something there? So that's, that's my, um, I guess, inspiration for looking into this. But uh, one of the articles that I pulled was, what's fueling the rapid growth of hard seltzer? And this, was, this, came, this article came out earlier this year in April. And then I pulled another article that came out just recently in, uh, in July, I think. So I wanted to see the difference, how they compared, what was going on in April versus now, that kind of thing. So in April, um, this article said that the rise in popularity of hard seltzer had been fueled by a recent trend toward more health-conscious drinking habits and a preference for low-alcohol beverages, particularly among millennials. All of the people at this party were millennials, so that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it also makes sense to me the health consciousness of it, just because, and we've talked about this on, the, on this podcast before, about sustainability, environmentally friend, environmental friendliness, and health, mm-hmm. and how they're such a big, um, key, big key players in marketing these days. You take uh, those companies that are gearing towards cleaning up beaches and things like that. I think the last podcast I had been a part of, um, we talked about Corona and how they were giving free beer for cleaning up your recycled items or something like that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of companies are gearing towards that and I guess this is no different. Um, They said that hard seltzer appeals more equally to men and women than beer which tends to be a male-dominated industry, which I could agree with. I would say, I mean, in my eyes, that that uh, rings true. It's also cheaper than craft beer and less expensive than mid-range bottles of wine or spirits. So cheaper, 
it appeals to both men and women of all ages, it said, and it's healthier, sort Healthy-ish. of. Healthy-ish. Healthy-ish. <laughs> only, it only tends to be about 100 calories or less mm-hmm. versus, it said in here, 400 calories per serving um, of like beers, wines, and cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's something that I just thought was interesting. Based on this article, um, seltzers had exceeded $585 million in a 52-week period, um, and that was in April. In July, they um, expected it to be $2.5 billion by 2021, mm-hmm. and that the beverage sales had grew 164% during the summer. So after that first article, it grew 164%, which I thought was interesting. Um, I also was looking into some competitors for the hard seltzer industry, um, which they said was going to be sparkling wine spritzes, which I am also down for. Which would be, uh, it was like created because they wanted to water down some type of wine at one point and they put sparkling water in it and it kind of evened it out. Um, But they said that that's probably going to be the main competitor um, as some people don't like the taste of hard cider or hard seltzer um, and they much prefer wine. This gives you the wine flavor, Mm -hmm. lower calorie intake. Um, So... We may expect to see some more spritzers out, but um, they said that the overall goal was to make better for you cocktails that taste like the real deal. And I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, hard seltzers aren't technically the real deal as like opposed to, yeah, I'm gonna go get a Malibu Bay Breeze and right. you, yes. it's not gonna taste the exact same. <laughs> However, I see the the appeal. I really do. And let me see. I think um, the first kind of experience I had with them, um, yeah. we were at like a friend's house and they had brought their own, you know, beverage and my husband Max kind of made fun of the one guy. He was like, Oh, what's that? Like yeah. it kinda looks like a, you know, girly drink. Right. Um, but the joke was on Max because I'm pretty sure the whatever the hard saucer brand was, it had a higher alcohol content. Right. Like the yeah. beer and, they they and so like, yeah. I mean, less calories and it's, right. Know, it's just as good, you know, alcohol content wise. So yeah. I have friends who have been drinking that for years. Which I didn't even like, like know beer. it was a like, thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's been around for several so, years. Yeah. So my other article, the one that was published actually in August, I sorry, the not July, August. <laughs> and um, this one was about Truly's advertising, which I have never seen like hard seltzer advertising before, I guess up until now. I, or if I have seen it, I guess I didn't realize what it was for. There's some pretty good White Claw um, yeah. videos out there. I know yeah. it's, they're creating like a like a lifestyle basically right. around it. And I know that has a following, so right. that could be it. <laughs> right, so Truly got um, Keegan, Michael Key from Key and Peele, um, and they were doing 15 second spots about how you would use the alternative to Truly or hard 
seltzer. So they, the one I saw was that they were like pouring whiskey onto a grill to like light it and have it spark up. Um, but they also had a one ad that was like cleaning tires with like vodka or something. So yeah, oh yeah. So it was it was it was downplaying you know the traditional alcohol and opting for more refreshing, healthier version, mm -hmm. which would be the Truly or some other type of hard seltzer. So I guess my question to you guys is, do you think this is a good way to market? Why haven't I heard about it before? How <laughs> should they have been marketing it? I, I don't know. I don't know, what are your thoughts? I don't know if I've really seen much marketing from them. It's more been people I know right. who are health conscious mm -hmm. drink it, but then they'll also drink beer so but like Saturday night I was at a concert and my friend is trying to not drink as much sugar right right and it yeah. was at a vineyard so instead of getting wine she brought those with her mm -hmm. interesting yeah so maybe more originally it was more kind of more of the mouth, right maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, I just yeah. I find it so interesting that it happens to be so popular right now but I never really heard about it <laughs> Yeah. Other than me seeing, like, witnessing somebody else drinking it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That was it. It's the mystery. It continues. <laughs> Are you going to go have some and Have you brought and samples? I have brought samples for everyone. <laughs> Just kidding. Wonderful. Everyone sit at home. Yes. <laughs> Drink it truly. Nora, is this your first podcast? It is. Oh. It is. The maiden yes. voyage. Yes. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Yes. So I have a little intro music for mine. Oh, yes. It's not Nicki Minaj. Please do. See if you know this. Okay, so anybody, do you guys watch Mad Men? No. Ah. No? Okay, no. well. No, but maybe that some sounded more, really familiar. Some listeners. <laughs> so, Enlighten us. Yes, Please. so um, you guys know about Mad Men, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the, you know, background. An ad agency in the 60s, 70s, spans, I don't know, maybe like 10, maybe not 10 years, but a couple years with the same characters, and the main character, Don mm -hmm. Draper, is played by John Hamm, and he's like an advertising guru, mm -hmm. who, born really poor, just came up kind of out of nowhere, and becomes really successful in the field. He's kind of a hot mess uh, as a person, but very mm -hmm. talented in terms of advertising and the title comes from these ad agencies were all located on Madison Avenue in New York so that's in downtown so that's where the Mad Men title came from they were Madison men mm -hmm. so anyway I found an article that seven marketing tips Mad Men reminded us are still relevant so stuff that's been around forever and then the show that was on more recently for seven seasons reminded us of these advertising um, principles. So I'd be interested to hear what you guys think of each one. Yes. Okay. So the very first episode, Don says advertising is based on one thing, happiness. Yes. So Correct. basically <laughs> as an agency and as marketers, we're helping clients tell everybody our product or service is going to make your life better. Right. Mm -hmm. We're always emphasizing benefits over features. Features are important too, but benefits are the most important thing because people can really empathize with that. So 
think that was a good option. He can sell everything. You know, he sold a pencil. He can sell chairs. He can sell everything. Whatever you put in front of him, he mm-hmm. can sell it. So, and this kind of ties in is how you feeling something, that's what sells. So, that's actually another really popular mm-hmm. quote. So, it relates to the old adage, people say sex sells. Well, Don was saying that more people care about creating lasting relationships between products and people where it kind of really stays in your mind and it's something you remember like it means something right appealing to emotions so that's something else that ties in with storytelling which is often talked about especially in content marketing you want to be able to tell a story with your writing you want it to be engaging something people are paying attention to they want to follow the story so that can be tricky for us you know as, as a content writer um that can be difficult but making that compelling is going to make people pay attention to the advertising to begin with and don you know stresses that you can do this at the top of the funnel as you narrow your way down like you should always be kind of telling a story right and he's very good at doing that um a quote from peggy which is attributed to her and she was somebody who was originally like working as a secretary but she pitched a bunch of ideas and one they really latched onto and she rose up through the ranks mm-hmm. played by Elizabeth Moss who's in The Handmaid's Tale and a bunch of other stuff mm-hmm. um, so she this is a quote originally from Don, but she said um, she repeated it if you don't like what they're saying change the conversation so basically again listening to customers how they feel about your products reaching out to the public in some way and mm-hmm. figuring out what they think what they care about what they want, being adaptable. Rebranding comes into that as well. They talk a lot about finding new angles to think about things and to present your product or your service. Another one, um, he says, I won't settle for 50% of anything. I want 100%. So that's, he's a jerk at many times and he's saying this to somebody. A client says they're happy with their current agency because they have 50% of the market share and Don's like, well, why wouldn't you want to represent? That's definitely very dawn. So basically, there can always be room for improvement in marketing, in anything. Mm-hmm. But, and that's, again, like reassessing and thinking about things frequently and not just setting and forgetting. Um, this is a quote, apparently, I don't really remember it, from an executive at Heinz, because they take on beans and mustard i believe beans and relish they don't get ketchup <laughs> but they get they get beans they start with beans like the they like Heinz does canned, not get canned uh well <laughs> they're sterling cooper the agency they get and baked beans was like down the line you know ketchup and mustard were the big Interesting. sellers yeah. and so i think i'm pretty sure it's relish and then they got beans so <laughs> so i can't even picture their beans right now yes if you think if you google Heinz beans can from the 60s it's totally what you would expect so as we speak yes so (laughs) peggy was furiously taking notes and the heinz executive was like stop writing down what i asked for and try to figure out what i want so this ties into the whole classic the customer is always right versus the customer isn't always right i know you know working in a restaurant in college the customer was always right and no matter what their ridiculous request or problem was you had to defer and yes you know how can i how can i help you fix that etc <laughs> but this is emphasizing that you know as 
marketers and agencies, you have a certain level of expertise and you need to help your clients harness that and understand that, you know, you do know what you're doing and that you play a valuable role. And yeah, so they end up things working, things do work out with Heinz, but that's a learning, valuable lesson for Peggy. And I guess the last one they have is don't be afraid to embrace changes and come up with new traditions. So this isn't really a quote, but it's kind of, whereas in the beginning of the show, Sterling Cooper is run by a bunch of old men. And mm-hmm. as Peggy rises up through the ranks and, you know, starts to play a big role, she's kind of like the new tradition coming through because she's a woman, first of all. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of new and different ideas and different perspectives that they don't have as, you know, wealthy older men so kind of that transition and just obviously for anybody it's important to be able to adapt change especially in marketing again not setting it forgetting it so great show i love mad ben you guys should check it out yeah it's awesome it's all on all seven seasons are on netflix for now anyway i don't know if netflix is taking that away i know they're taking away the office from us no don't start over there sound a little bitter about it a little bit (laughs) Only watched it, you know, ten times the way through, but... The one thing that you said was about, like, listening to what the customer has to say. And I feel like that's why we push reviews so much and why we put so much um, leverage on Google My Business reviews and Facebook reviews. And if you have bad reviews, Mm -hmm. that impacts so many other things that you may not think of. Um, you may not get business from that. Um, I mean, when I think about how I've found companies, I mean, hey, I needed a new dentist. <laughs> what did I do? I Googled seven different dentists, dentist offices in the area and saw which one had the highest review. Mm-hmm. So I think every single review you get would be important. Mm-hmm. Because how you handle those reviews is what's going to make a lasting impression. Like if I went through and I started reading reviews and saw that somebody was responding to them and actually seeing them, because a lot of times people don't. A lot of times businesses just leave the reviews as is. Mm-hmm. And that can, that can put you know a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth because you don't know if anyone's actually seeing that review. You don't know if anything has actually changed. If I see someone responding to a bad review and saying, you know, hey, we're very sorry for that experience. Here's what we're gonna do to help you. Here's what we're gonna make. Here's what we're gonna do to make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, if I saw that, I would be like, sure, absolutely, I'll mm-hmm. come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know that this is not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Or at least that you're addressing it currently. So, I don't know. Very interesting. One thing to share on the way out. So, at one point, some of the characters go see Rosemary's Baby. And the movie, very scary. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Nope. Nope. Can't. Probably won't. Probably won't. It's a horror movie. So, anyway, one of the clients who they're working with, they kind of pitched this Rosemary's Baby commercial idea. And... The, they kind of railroad Don and June, who again is rises through the ranks and becomes a really significant character, to do some of the lines. And so Don did this iconic wah, wah, wah noise that I'm going to play here. It's on YouTube. He was pretending to be the baby. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. 
So anyway, that line became very popular. It's kind of like Family Guy for some reason. It does. I don't know why. <laughs> Gift worthy, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Which is great. Very interesting. Heart wow. Seltzer. Heart Seltzer. And Nicki Minaj. Wow. It's been a whirlwind. I have other, I actually had like seven different articles on dog for this one because I've been saving up. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I have a few additional ones that we can talk about later, which feature um, the dating app Hinge. Ooh. Very interesting. interesting. So stay tuned for that. Um, until next time, please rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Say bye, guys. Peace out. Bye. bye.